I'm Angela Acosta. I'm a New Jersey-based photographer who celebrates the power of women and the beauty of their stories. Welcome to Diana Prince Lives Next Door. Through my journey as a photographer and business owner, I have met so many remarkable women who make contributions to the world every day and make it a more beautiful and colorful place. This series is dedicated to them. I want to acknowledge their power, their beauty. I want to shine a spotlight on their daily heroism. Today's Diana Prince is Elaine Williams of Captivate the Crowd. Elaine is a visibility coach and she helps women all the time show up to their brands. Elaine, thank you for being here with me today. Thanks for having me, Angela. Thank you. Well, I actually want to chat about something that's right in your wheelhouse today. I just think it's so important to highlight what you do for women because there are a lot of women out there who want to be successful in their business and something does keep them back. I see it all the time because I, I see a lot of women business owners who may have a headshot out there on LinkedIn that's over 10 years old. I see it on websites where maybe women business owner may choose stock photography versus getting personal branding photos. Basically, what they're, what's happening is that they're not putting themselves out there in front of their potential clients. And that know and trust aspect of business building potentially suffers. So what you do, Elaine, is that you help women get comfortable in front of the camera, particularly video. You helped me. And that's the only reason I'm here right now. So thank you very much. I'm just going to put that out there that I am a former client of Elaine's. So I'm super happy to have you here. But one of the things that you do, Elaine, is that you not only provide the coaching on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but you also do it by example. Your Instagram feed is just alive with stories and reels, and it, it always looks like you're having a great time. And you do it consistently, consistently. So basically, I, I just want to ask you to share with us how you show up to your social media on a daily basis or, or consistently, mm -hmm. as I point out, which is important for building a business. Wow. Well, thank you. Great question. And thank you so much. I mean, I just love to see you blossom and it's been awesome to see you with your journey. I think this is such an exciting time to be a middle-aged woman and up and be in business or growing or starting wherever you are in your journey. There's a lot of people calling them the third act. Forget the second act. A lot of us in our, are in our third act or maybe even fourth, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and I think one of the things that needs to be acknowledged is video is so powerful. And that's why it's so scary because you can kind of fudge. We all have seen the perfect Facebook families, right? And it's much harder to sort of fudge a video because your energy comes through more. It's more transparent. It's, it's a longer thing. And I still have days where I'm like, oh, my hair, oh, I'm getting new wrinkles. I still have those self-critical days. So I try to feed myself with positivity. I do. I pray, I pray and meditate every morning. I always try to have some spiritual time, whether it's my 12 step with my sober sisters or reading, I journal. It's important for me to come from my heart, from the inside out, because if I'm too focused on all the latest trends or 
every, and I'm human, every, it looks like everybody on Instagram is tall and skinny and perfect and lives in this perfect house. I mean, that's, that's what my brain remembers. And that's what my brain compares me to, because I am short and curvy. And so even though there's a million things on Instagram, right? There's a million things happening. When yeah. I am not in a great place, I, that's where I go into compare despair. And so knowing that helps me shake it off. I do warm ups. I was dancing earlier because I've been working all morning and I was like, I want to be fun and free for Angela. And so I do all kinds of tips and tricks, but there are some days where I don't totally feel it, but I show up anyway, because my commitment is bigger than my considerations and my inner critic. And I'm a huge fan of like, it is not about you, Elaine. It is about them. It's about Mm -hmm. making the difference with my story and with my life and with my work. And so that is a great place to get centered from. And that helps me show up. And we all have those days where you're like, my hair is good. I lost, I feel good about my body. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And then go for it go for it. But then we all have days because we're human where you're like, and so I invite you to build your own rituals, go work out. Sometimes I do motivational stuff from the spin bike where I'm like ruddy face, no dripping, my hair's frizzy, but those get lots of views too. So you just want to find out what's going to work for you. And that can be a process. I agree with that. And I remember that when we were doing our coaching sessions, that was one of the first things that, that, that you kind of customized for me because I had my own process, even today to be here today, I have to clear out time and I have to have a clear head and I have to practice a little bit so that the words flow a little bit easier because it doesn't come natural to me to be here in front of this camera. Even though it looks, it looks pretty, pretty easy, right? (laughs) It's like butter, (laughs) but. Well, you've come a long way. And I just want to remind people like wherever you are, it's a muscle. People people don't roll out of bed and they're like, whoa, Broadway star. People don't roll out of bed and they're like, yes, I'm the, the Heisman Trophy football player winner, right? It's like, Anybody who's succeeding has done a lot of work and skill. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to have more natural talent than others, but things can be developed. And so the, the biggest challenge, Angela, is, is can you be uncomfortable? Can you breathe into being uncomfortable and take daily action and so that then you have a whole new level? Yeah. Yeah. And, and knowing that the message is impo- more important than that discomfort. Right. Anything else that comes out of out of what you do or anything else that comes out of it. And that's one of the things that I keep in mind is that that if you have something to say, it's hugely more important than anything that you're feeling. So I can I can vouch for that. And as a former client and any woman that's out there listening in, I definitely encourage you to take that next step. I think you also you may have alluded to this a little bit earlier is the you don't need perfection. That was another one of my biggest hangups is that perfection thing. And because I didn't know how to speak or properly or anything like that, obviously you, it, you just shut down. So the other thing was just accepting your humanness and the fact that you're going to put yourself out there. You're going to get better, right? <laughs> better <laughs> you do it. Like you, that muscle gets a little stronger with more practice. 
So never shoot for perfection, just shoot for done. <laughs> well, and another great slogan is perfect doesn't help anybody. Anybody. Not oh. real. And that's why I try not to use filters and I shoot in all different kinds of light because that's life. And I'd rather people are going to judge me by how I look. Some people don't like curly hair or mm -hmm. super white, short, curvy women, whatever, then okay. There's plenty of other fish in the sea. But I, the people that resonate with me, I'm all about, I would rather have heart than polish. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we want to work with people that we know, like, and trust that are relatable. And if you're too perfect, people can't relate to you. And so why pretend? That is it doesn't so serve anybody. It doesn't serve anybody to pretend. My, You know what? I love those Instagrams when people are like, this is my Instagram living room and this is reality, right? When they show like, this is what I present. And then this is like, ah, if you're living in your living room, it's going to get messy, especially if you have kids, right? And so I, yeah. I love that. I, I love it when people show their real selves because that's reality. And, and I think one of the reasons women hold themselves back is because we feel the pressure to conform to those ridiculous standards. We, I just got back from Europe. I know we're going to talk about that, but I just, I feel like in our, in, a, in the American culture, there's just, we're just wound so tight and there's so much judgment and criticism and self-judgment and self-criticism and compare despair. And I'm like, oh my God, why can we all let that go so we can help heal the planet, please? Mm -hmm. Please. Yeah. Let's do that. So let's let's segue to 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 that wonderful trip because it, it it's perfect actually that you brought that up because guess how I knew. Not only did you tell me you were going to be in Portugal, but I also saw it on your Instagram feed. You shared so much and your potential clients are out there looking and experiencing that trip with you. But the other piece of it is that I believe wholeheartedly that travel is just integral to self-development because you build this empathy for the world outside of, of, of the U.S. And, and, the, and, and the standards that we have. So I, I am a traveler and I come back with something new about a culture all the time. So Elaine, just what did you, what did you see? What did you learn? Tell me oh about Portugal. <laughs> How long do you have? No, I mean, I, <laughs> I can't recommend it. It's, it, was, it was a magical country. I, I've had the benefit. I've spoken in Australia and Canada, and I've been to Europe several times and New Zealand. And, but I, this was the most magical place I've ever been to. And I think it's a combination of it's like, it's, it's on the edge of the Iberian Peninsula and it's right next to this big Spain. And they've had to really fight. That's a scrappy little country. And they've had to really, their castles all along the the boundary and then they mm -hmm. were attacked from Africa so it's been a scrappy little country for a long long time and of course I love seafood but the people were so gracious and so open and like apologizing for their English and I was like well I'm sorry for my abrogado like I my lack of Portuguese I learned thank you but I so many I could go on and on the the cuisine the architecture the smash up of cultures and religions I mean it's just beautiful, beautiful place, lots of variety with the shore and then the mountain towns. Lisbon is a very dynamic, international, cool city, Porto as well. But I think one of the things I was reminded again of the connection of humanity, mm -hmm. like 
I would greet people with a smile and respect instead of, because part of, there's this image of the ugly American that was in the eighties, people like overweight, waving money and yelling. Mm -hmm. Why do they don't like us? Well, because of that. So I always try to, and I try to do that in life in general, but you know, like represent my country, right. And be like, we're not all obnoxious. Or barbarians. So I would always try to greet people with a smile and thank you. And it's just amazing how when you show respect and like really granting somebody being like really seeing them and acknowledging them, they bend over backwards to help you. Like so many people, like I'm in this, and this was in Spain as well. I was in Cesare's in this grocery store and I like to buy spices when I travel. Mm-hmm. I, was tr- I was asking questions and all these people were trying to come help me because my Spanish is not great either. And so I was just reminded once again of like human to human contact and how when you can, kindness is just, it's, you don't need a language for kindness and love and connection. And, and that goes to my other point is like, I could write on and on and I will keep writing about it over the places, da, 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 but like those magic moments, right? And so like we're in, Cesare's in the old city and it's like the biggest old city of medieval times Game of Thrones was filmed there and like we're walking and there are these huge walls and there's churches everywhere and we hear this guy sitting on the steps of a cathedral playing acoustic Spanish guitar and like he was like a master he was like Admire Libra like he he was amazing his name was Horatio Zavado. And we saw him that morning. We just sat there and listened and it was reverberating. And I was like, this is why we came. And so that we walk around the whole day. We're looking at stuff in museums and pictures and all this stuff. And as we're walking back at the end of the day, he's there again with a friend. And we were like, Horatio. And so that was special. And he remembered us. And so we listened again and clapped for him. And then the next morning, he was there again with a different friend and we took a picture. But like, to me, those are those moments when you get to connect with another human being. Mm-hmm. That's what makes its travel to me so magical and seeing how other people live. And, and I learned about, I want more space in my life, Angela, because I love what I do. And there are some days I am on Zoom from seven in the morning until nine or 10 at night with a few breaks because I love teaching. I love coaching. I love speaking. Uh I get, but I also realized that I need to get out and move and I need to be in the world and not just online. And when you love what you do, sometimes that can be a little bit of a trick. And so I really got like, oh, I love space. And so I'm going to be taking more walks. I'm going to be shooting more outside. I'm going to be more discerning about who I give my time to because I know that when I can fill myself up regularly, then I have more to give. So I've always heard that when you go away on vacation, you come back 20 times better. But I really, I, I just learned some things about myself that were just like, oh, oh, wow. 
Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I, yeah, I, I got to see a lot of the, uh, watch a lot of the videos. So I, I was, I was on the trip with you. <laughs> so I want to just segue a little bit because did you know that you can tell a lot about a woman by what she packs in her suitcase? Yeah, I have jokes yeah. about that. Yes. <laughs> so I know you and I are both in our 50s. <laughs> so Elaine, if I opened up the suitcase that you packed to Portugal, would I find all comfy shoes or would I find those special heels that you may have packed for a special night? So uh, since we're both in our 50s, did you ditch the heels altogether or do you still have one pair in there somewhere? Well, I have to say, and, and, and I really encourage everybody to plan a trip, even if you're saving a little bit every week or month, like it is just such a fun thing to research somebody place. And no, and thank God, cause I was going to bring these hiking shoes, but they're heavy. I'm so glad I didn't. So I had one pair of sort of like a wedge heel and mm -hmm. I, I wore them twice. And the first time I was fine. And the second time we were in this mountain town and walking in the dark. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the worst idea ever. How big was the wedge? Like, did you, were they platform? Yeah. No. And they were really well-made shoes that I'm, the leather and springy and mm -hmm. I'm, I, but still like for super cobblestone, super big hills, you really want to have like a sandal or a, and I, so I saw a lot of people in Birkenstocks all over. Mm -hmm. And when you're walking on cobblestone for hours, I had my, my Chuck T's mm -hmm. and I, I ended up wearing those the most. I had some sandals, but I didn't break them in, in time. So the first week, my feet were a wreck, but you know, when you're like so excited, you're like, oh my God, I have blisters everywhere, but I don't care. I'm so excited. Like I love to walk. I love to, so we were going up and down and up and down and all around and all around Porto and Lisbon. But, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, Next time you need to break in your shoes before your trip. But I really loved my canvas and I would wear them with sundresses. One thing that's fun is you can kind of wear these days. There's so many cool hip sort of walking shoes. You can get mm -hmm. away with stuff. And, and I have to say, Angela, like I used to always wear heels. I'm short. Mm -hmm. I was like, I will wear heels to the day I die. And I will never, I don't ever want to wear those old lady ugly shoes ever, 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 ever. And I want freedom and I want to be able to move my body. So mm -hmm. maybe I'm going to have my own shoe line someday, but I really like having some kind of a little bit of cushion and sole, but the, yeah, the converse were great. So you just, so basically you do the same thing I do because I, I also like back in the day, I, I used to like believe me, I think I have one suitcase just for shoes. Cause I, I <laughs> because you had to have a different shoe for every outfit. But when you really, or when you really get out traveling, that becomes so unimportant because yeah. you don't need it. You actually hit the nail on the head. Basically it's more about being out and about and, and learning and comfort is everything. And the cobblestone oh, um, yeah. where you're going to be walking. So those, those little outfit shoes just don't line up. I like that you did the, the platform or the wedge, because I think that's the most practical actually. Yes. You know, and because I, you can work on, on a dirt road with it or something like that. If you're, well, if, if that I happens. saw this poor lady, I saw this poor lady, like at the top, like there was, it was like, I mean, like San Francisco kind of Hills in Lisbon. Mm -hmm. And like, when you come out and it's, you just have been walking like three minutes and you're like, 
I need another shower. Like, yes. Woo! So we, there was this castle that was up on a hill, on a hill, on a hill. And we were literally like leaning in to walk. And this poor lady had on flip-flops and she was an older American and, and out of shape. And she was like, oh no. And I, I just felt for her because yeah. I thought, oh my, that's such a scary thing. So, I mean, the older I get, I just, I want to be stylish, but I want to be able to move. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to do a whole episode just on travel shoes then. Okay. We're going to, we're going to pin that one because that's a, a, a great topic and I can just keep on and on that. That's wonderful. I want to thank you for, for being with me today. And those of you who want to know more about Elaine, you can find her. I encourage you to find her. She's on captivatethecrowd.com. She conducts a master class on, is it every third thursday it's every third thursday of the month and it's usually something to do with instagram reels or short form videos and even if you're doing them you should come because you're going to get some new ideas you're going to get sparks you're going to and what's so exciting about short form video angela and i know you're doing them too is like it's just such a great way you think about what you're going to do and then you can repost it lots of different places and it's bite-sized content so people can find you and bend you but the algorithms would rather people watch all of a 15 second video mm-hmm. than half of a long boring one so absolutely absolutely thank you elaine for being here with me we're at the end of our chat but i appreciate your time and everyone just get to know this wonderful lady you'll find her links on the bottom in the description thanks for having me angela thank you